Today we hear all about the parable of the fig tree from Luke, the evangelist of God's tenderness. The first reading shows how God first presents God's self to Moses. Paul in the second gives the Corinthians some warnings linked to unjust complaining. Our good news is that Jesus sees the Lord of compassion everywhere for those facing difficulty especially. Mike Anderson has a new setting of a psalm and it's called Praise the Lord who heals the broken hearted. And let's begin with Father James McSweeney who asks what is Lent really all about? The knot of a tree gives us a clue. So I have here now a close-up of, of the inside of a tree and this obviously was the way the tree was growing upwards. Clearly here you can see a knot and you can see the grains coming up here but once they hit the knot the tree didn't decide to give up or to stop growing it decided that it was going to bypass the knot and you can see here how they have literally all turned around the knot and avoided the knot and then you can see up here they've just straightened up again and the tree continued to grow upwards and the knot here is very symbolic of those parts of our lives that feel like winter and sometimes you know those knots can, can be very difficult and very challenging but the invitation of Lent is not to give up and it's allowing ourselves to bypass the knot and obviously we can't do it in one or two days and that's why the journey of Lent gives us lots of opportunities to look at those knots and just to literally bypass them, go around them let them not become obstacles, but opportunities. I just invite you gently on your journey of true Lent to look at one knot or maybe a few knots, but most importantly to know that there's always a way around the knot. When Radio Times was advertising the TV drama called Broadwatch a few years ago, it described it as a thriller that throws out little sparks of shocks and surprise. If you watched it along with millions of others, you know that was true. It was about the events surrounding the death of an 11-year-old boy. And the last ep episode, it had the father of the boy almost throttling the local vigour and blaming God for the horror. We can all be tempted at times of pain and suffering to blame God or Brexit or the doctors and somehow feel that things are just not fair. Worse to say, when some bad thing happens to other people, particularly to some groups we don't like, I've heard some thoughtless comments like, well, they deserved it. Another problem 
is to deny that evil exists at all or to call it fake news. This week there have been opposite reactions to the war in Ukraine. On Tuesday, a vigil for peace was held in front of St Helens Town Hall with groups coming from all over to show solidarity against the horrors seen in Kyiv. On social media, uh, little was seen about this, but a clip appearing to show two Russian women, women with opposing views on the war being arrested within seconds of each other has gone viral. The story of the fig tree to return to Jesus was in response to a group of Galileans who had brought him their take on the news about some awful events brought about by Pilate in the temple. Not only had some men been killed, but their sacrifice had also been defiled. Maybe the crowd were expecting Jesus to join them in their anger, or to say that the men killed deserved their fate. But instead, he questions them to the heart of their belief. The idea was common at the time of Luke, that wealth, health and good times were a sign of God's favour, and that sickness, poverty and sudden death were a sign of displeasure or wrongdoing, or it's their own fault. This could lead to a feeling of self-righteousness on behalf of those who are lucky enough to be in good condition, even though they may not be producing any good spiritual fruit. Luke is the main gospel writer who stands up for the lowly in society. He is delicate towards women, the poor and the outcast, and has earned the title the evangelist of God's tenderness. He tells us how Jesus was often criticised for mixing with what some would call the riff-raff, and how he responded with phrases such as, it's not those that are in good health who are in need of the physician. Perhaps Luke is implying that, that there's another group in need of help. Those who seem to be very well in the eyes of the world, but are urgently in need of a change. Is the parable of the fig tree his way of saying this? Parables are wonderful tools Jesus uses to develop our thoughts on a topic, to make us think deeply about something. Yeah, the way it's imaginative and interesting. They allow us to ponder on delicate subjects while remaining at a safe distance from the action. We can then move on to how the particular teaching of Jesus can have an effect on the way our lives, or how we even live our lives. One idea is to try and sum up the parable in two phrases, just as, so. Using this we could say, just as the fig tree needs help to produce fruit, so do we. Jesus is offering help through repentance, through change. We're not to be punished for lacking fruit, but there is urgency to change. The reason for repentance must not be out of fear or reprisal, and we're never ever left to do it ourselves if we want to change. Colonel Basil Hume said that the most powerful reason to change and be at peace is the thought of the Father's love for all, and the certain knowledge that he is always willing to forgive. The Gospel calls for a conversion of heart, to change, to become different, not to just sit in the vineyard and be content with nothing, 
or to blame others for our misfortune or to look at the problem and see it as a complete obstacle. Bad happens, but even in spite of that, to get around it, to produce spiritual fruit of love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness. We don't do it ourselves. That's all done with great help of the Holy Spirit. The fig tree was called to change by the gardener digging around it, disturbing it, removing rocks and barriers to the roots and adding manure to nourish and encourage new shoots of life to show. Father James McSweeney, who we uh, heard earlier, gives us the action of the tree itself when it comes across a knot and grows slowly but surely around the problem. How it grows is another question but it does able the tree to carry on and produce fruit. During Lent, we can repent for our lack of fruit, our putting up of barriers, our quickness to claim things are just not fair. We're being an given an opportunity to respond to God's offer of forgiveness through Jesus and by allowing his word and Eucharist to regenerate and feed us on the journey. Finally, we could reflect on the scene of the tree of the cross. This tree had no choice in the way it came to be used, but it witnessed the grief of the mother seeing the pain of her son dying. Can we attempt to enter into this scene? Where can we see this being reenacted in today's world? That tree on Calvary became God-bearing, along with Mary and had to bear all the anguish and grief and suffering without knowing that Easter was coming. Mary's grief was real. Sister Laurie Bring adds, and in that moment we see through God's eyes. We see that all the grief and suffering in the world, in the Ukraine, must break God's heart. The anguish of Syrian mothers cradling their starving children, the devastation of people whose homes and livelihoods are lost to natural disasters, the cry of the drowned out by false science and naysayers, the fig tree needed a second chance. The God who chose incarnation doesn't stand outside our humanity, but intimately kneels with us at the altar of our grief.
Please come to me in spiritual communion. Send your body and blood gushing through my veins. Send your love into my heart, my soul, my mind. Lift me up to your bosom and infuse me with your divine love. Amen. Mindfulness meditation, find a comfortable position, sitting attentively, be aware of your surroundings, feel awake and breathe in and out. Focus on your breath, each in breath and each out breath. If the mind wanders, it's not a problem. Return to your breath and anchor yourself in the present moment and begin again. As you breathe in, if you meet an obstacle or not that concerns you, Walk around it, and as you breathe out, just leave it behind. With each breath in, see that knot growing smaller. As you breathe out, let it go. Continue your breathing in new peace, and feel God's compassion for you today.
come down Let the spirit come down on me Change my life around Let the spirit come down Let the spirit come down Let the spirit come down on me Change my life around